The Philistines made war on Israel. The men of Israel were in full retreat from the Philistines, falling left and right, wounded on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines caught up with Saul and his sons. They killed Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malkishua, Saul's sons. The battle was hot and heavy around Saul. The archers got his range and wounded him badly. Saul said to his weapon-bearer, Draw your sword and put me out of my misery, lest these pagan pigs come and make a game out of killing me. But his weapon-bearer wouldn't do it. He was terrified. So, Saul took the sword himself and fell on it. When the weapon-bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So, Saul, his three sons, and his weapon-bearer, the men closest to him, died together that day. When the Israelites in the valley opposite and those on the other side of the Jordan saw that their army was in full retreat and that Saul and his sons were dead, they left their cities and ran for their lives. The Philistines moved in and occupied the sites. The next day, when the Philistines came to rob the dead, they found Saul and his three sons dead on Mount Gilboa. They cut off Saul's head and stripped off his armor. Then they spread the good news all through Philistine country in the shrines of their idols and among the people. They displayed his armor in the shrine of the Ashtoreth. They nailed his corpse to the wall at Beth Shan. The people of Jabesh Gilead heard what the Philistines had done to Saul. Their valiant men sprang into action. They traveled all night, took the corpses of Saul and his three sons from the wall at Beth Shan, and carried them back to Jabesh and burned off the flesh. They then buried the bones under the tamarisk tree in Jabesh and fasted in mourning for seven days. The message. Life is a process. Rarely does anything happen instantly. Human growth, maturation, life, and death unfold over years. So, a major life issue is attending to what process are we given to, a process which allows for human thriving, or a process that causes a failure to thrive. King Saul sadly gave himself to a downward spiral of jealousy, paranoia, and poor decisions. His end was tragic. Yet perhaps we might learn some lessons in the form of warnings. Let's consider the life of Saul as a cautionary tale, heeding us to avoid his foibles and pitfalls. Unfortunately, Saul made deliberate choices in his life which led to his ignominious death. In fact, Scripture makes it plain that Saul died because of unfaithfulness. Saul died because he was unfaithful to the Lord, he did not keep the word of the Lord and even consulted a medium for guidance and did not inquire of the Lord. So, the Lord put him to death and turned the kingdom over to David son of Jesse. 1 Chronicles 10 13-14, NIV. Premeditated, deliberate conscious wrongdoing can only expect a predictable process of moral failure and divine judgment. Consider some observations from Saul's life so that we will be kept from going down his path of destruction. Saul made decisions which solely benefited himself, and not the entire community. He deliberately disobeyed orders from the prophet Samuel and tried to justify his behavior with a godly veneer, 1 Samuel 13 1-14, 15-1-26. Later, King David engaged in some deliberate acts of sin and disobedience. Yet, David did not share Saul's outcome because he humbled himself before God, admitted his guilt, and turned away from disobedience, 2 Samuel 12 1-13. There always remains the opportunity to turn to God, as long as we are alive. Saul never owned his bad decisions, and it led to his paranoia and warped thinking. Saul kept believing he was okay, and that everyone else was wrong or against him. If we ever get to the point of living with our sin as if it's acceptable, then we need a prophet to come along and show us the error of our ways and beliefs. Saul had a prophet in his life, Samuel, who was one of the best. Yet, Saul often altered Samuel's advice or dispensed with it altogether. Saul's wrongdoing did not always lead to immediate negative consequences. That is the typical nature of sin. It bites, but the pain isn't felt until later. Saul was rejected by God as king.
In reality, this rejection did not occur until Saul's death. Whenever Saul made poor decisions, he felt gratification in the immediate moment. Later, however, he was tormented by an evil spirit, 1 Samuel 16:14. Conversely, the righteous person understands the principle of delayed gratification. It wasn't just Saul who suffered because of his own jealousy and paranoia. Other people suffered, as well. David clearly suffered emotional and spiritual duress because of Saul's jealousy. The priests and the people of Nob were mercilessly murdered because of Saul's paranoia, 1 Samuel 22 6-19. We must be quite careful to avoid being short-sighted about our decisions. Just because we might neither anticipate nor see any negative consequences to others doesn't mean there aren't any. Sin destroys, period, whether we know it, or not. Saul's identity and worth as a person was dependent on his title and position as king. So, when that position was threatened, Saul thought his very personhood was in grave danger. The truth is that our worth as humans is not tied to whether we have a lofty position, or a particular pedigree. Our dignity as people is forever tethered to bearing the divine image. A healthy life process of decision-making which includes consulting wise voices and collaborating with people of integrity will surely result in good things, not bad. So, let us walk in the narrow path of wisdom, while continually forsaking the broad road that leads to destruction. Gracious God, our sins are too heavy to carry, too real to hide, and too deep to undo. Forgive what our lips tremble to name, what our hearts can no longer bear, and what has become for us a consuming fire of judgment. Set us free from a past that we cannot change, open to us a future in which we can be changed, and grant us grace to grow more and more in your likeness and image, through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. Above, Woodcut of King Saul's Death by George Wigland, 1860